hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the hit, it's time for... Suck Attack. The number one award-seeking comedy podcast about comedy... Podcast. And here's your host, internationally recognized comedy podcast podcaster, Mark Mark Hershaw. Mark Hershaw. Mark Hershaw. Yes, it's me, Mark Hirsch, on your host and concierge for Epi 103 of Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast. This is a Succotash Clips episode where we feature clips from comedy podcasts and don't feature any interviews with anyone. Although we do have a new Boozing with Bill segment where I pay a visit to our announcer, Bill Haywatt, in the Studio P Wet Bar. And he mix ups, uh, mixes up one of his alcohol-laden concoctions. This time out, we'll hear him mix up something he calls Groovy Love-In Punch. Succotash is an independent podcast, as are so many of the shows, that you can find strewn not just across the internet, but often featured here on this show. But you know, it's funny, I was asked not once but twice this past week by a couple of different podcasters what network we're on. And when they found out we're not part of a network, why aren't we? Well, I don't know, actually. I've approached a couple of networks fairly early on in our operation, and there was little or no interest. I think, at the time, they really wanted shows that were pulling significant numbers that would then help bolster the network's ratings. Now, of course, there are networks like the Wolf Pop Network, which came out of the gate with shows that were brand new, so clearly we're not bringing an audience in uh, when they got started. Now, I'm not opposed to having this show on a podcast network. It would certainly keep me honest and help to maintain a strict release schedule, that's for sure. Plus, we'd probably have sponsors and might even bring in some little, some money instead of having to pay it out every month. And there'd be added publicity, too. But I'm not going to start knocking on doors right now. I have to imagine most of the networks know who and what Succotash is by now. Maybe if we were a review show, we'd be a hotter commodity, but that's not what we're about. And that could be the problem. Networks want listeners for their shows, so why would they carry a show that's letting people know what comedy podcasts are out there in the world, not on their network? So until further notice, Succotash remains the proudly solo podcast, and our main mission of letting people know about the wide variety of comedy shows that are out there is still very firmly in place. Feel free to show our uh, show us your support for our efforts by rating and reviewing us on iTunes or giving us a thumbs up on Stitcher, hearting us on SoundCloud, liking our Facebook page, and or clicking the donate button at our SuccotashShow.com website. I'm Dylan Brody. You're listening to Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast. Do something else. Coming up this episode, in addition to our Boozing with Bill adventure and a classic Henderson's Pants commercial, we have a double dose of our Bursto Durst segment with comedian commentator Will Durst. Also clips from the following podcasts, Artists Alley, The Big Cat Show, The Kim Chi Chronicles, Making Ends Meet, The Polly Shore Podcast Show, Taco Tuesday, and Tangentially Speaking. Not necessarily in that order. Plus, of course, we dip into the sw- the tweet sack at the end of the show. Time to head them up, move them out. Let's start with the first of our two bursts of Durst. This time out, Will Durst is raging about the velvet rope. Hey, guys. Will Durst here with a few choice words over my recent demotion to the status of second-class citizen. And how convenient it is that so many people are determined to remind me of my newly diminished station. Seems like there's first class and wherever I am, which is as far from affluent as Kathmandu is to Kansas. Tiffany's and the Dollar Store, a three-star Michelin restaurant on the banks of the Seine, and a jack-in-the-box in Fresno. And on the off chance that I might forget, a primitive method is being used to keep me in my place. Talking about the ubiquitous red velvet rope used to separate the VIPs from the rest of us. You see it everywhere, in nightclubs, restaurants, theme parks, casinos, wherever the wealthy congregate, they have the option to pay more not to have to rub elbows with the likes of me. These days, everything and everyone are being split up according to affluence. Resorts reserve best poolside locations for the exclusive use of those who can pony up for cabanas. Want to skip to the head of the reservation line to the hottest restaurant in town? There's an app for that. But it's going to cost you. San Francisco and Manhattan are fast becoming velvet-roped cities. Only the upscale need apply. 
On airlines, back in steerage, I'm crammed into a seat that an emaciated 12-year-old would find confining, slamming my chin with my knees while folks up front sleep flat on 600-thread-count Egyptian cotton. It's the rich versus the rest of us. By now, you'd think the well-heeled would create a political party that would specialize in the proliferation of these red velvet ropes. Oh yeah, that's right. They already have. For Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast, I'm Will Durst. I was just with Will last week for the public premiere of the Three Still Standing documentary at the 14th Annual San Francisco Sketch Fest. That was a lot of fun. I was the MC for that big do. Got to introduce Will and the other two comics featured in the film, Johnny Steele and Larry Bubbles Brown, as well as former mayor of San Francisco, Willie Brown, who kicked off the evening, and Tom Amiano, a former city supervisor and stand-up comedian who was part of the SF comedy scene, starting back in the 1980s, which the film dives into. Hopefully the film's going to pick up a distributor soon, and you'll all get a chance to enjoy what is really a touching tribute to that scene, as seen through the careers of those three comics. This week for Splitsider.com and Huffington Post Entertainment, I reviewed the Pauly Shore podcast show. You can go read it. The links to that review are up on the po- a blog post for this episode at SuckatashShow.com. But since this is a podcast, let me just read it to you. <clears throat> Polly Shore's back and podcasting's got him, again. This freewheeling comedian and scion of the Comedy Store's owner, Mitzi Shore, recently launched Polly Shore's podcast show as part of the Podcast One Network. Even though he's in his 40s now, Shore still scores with his perma-slacker voice and attitude, clearly needing the several members of his support team in the studio to get him from point A to point B. Even the point of editing seems to escape him at times, as Shore once needlessly recapped something that we had just heard happen, which he had apparently been a while back in real time. Childhood friend and occasional acting rival David Arquette is his guest in this episode, and their chat is very loose, hilariously wandering from topic to topic, including Arquette's childhood, growing up with his acting siblings, life with Courtney Cox, life without Courtney Cox, and how things are now with a three-year relationship and an eight-month-old son. The interview ends abruptly as they're talking about what Shore would name his son, uh, were he to have one. But there's more show to be had. Shore talks to his mother's caretaker, Alfred, as well as a movie producer from Relativity Productions, which has offices down the hall from the studio. This series uh, seems to be some kind of reboot, as iTunes has episodes of Polly Shore's Interested, featuring Shore interviewing comedians last fall, but those end at episode number 19, which posted just two weeks before the new one got started. Now, I don't pretend to get what's happening with that show, but it seems right in step with Shore's loose canon reputation. So that's what I had to say about it. Here's part of Polly's conversation now with guest David Arquette. And another part that I remember that you, that I got fired from, I got fired from... That's the worst feeling, man. It's happened a couple times to me. Really? So shitty. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, Damn. being fired is not cool. <laughs> I got I got fired. I got fired from this movie that was like, I, I probably because I wasn't so into it. It was this kind of crappy set, and it just wasn't like, you know, the, the, I was playing a real prick, mm. and I just wasn't connecting with the guy. Mm. And I felt like, oh god, this is mm. didn't feel good. And uh, Anthony Michael Hall was in the thing, and he mm. was playing the lawyer in it. Mm. So we have this scene, oh, this <laughs> and then I go, I go home, and I get a call from oh, the director. Yeah. He's like, "David, it's it's not working out." I was like, oh, "Oh, okay. Well, if I'm not doing something you don't like, but then Anthony Michael Hall got my role. Oh. But so he was I got the doctor. Like, he was the lawyer in the one scene, and then he gets my role. So he's got a bigger role in the movie. And, and then I who, got who wound up playing? You didn't get to play the lawyer. No, I was, I was. Who? Not. What? But who got to play the lawyer? I don't you got even someone know. Else. Yeah. Anthony was, Michael Hall's a great a, actor. Yeah, he's, he's an awesome a really guy, too. Actor. Very sweet. Yeah. I did, but it was like being dumped. <laughs> it was being like dumped like a what are some girl other, or something. And then yeah. you're like, oh. Isn't your agent supposed to call you and tell you that? I don't know. It was, it was a pretty shitty kind of quality film. So. All right. Yeah. And what are some of the other times you've been uh, fired? Uh, a couple other times? No, I mean, that was, that was the main one. Uh-huh. 
Because I remember I got fired from Parenthood. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Parenthood, the yeah. series? Yeah, I did. I, I, yeah, you yeah, took I my got part. That. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, what do you incessant. think about that? Hey, man, that's not cool. Hannah, speak yeah, up. Well, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so. Yeah, okay. It didn't work, but then they finally did it, and then they did work. I guess that it's like been on did you it, know, for how, five years or six so years. It now. was basically, if you people remember the movie Parenthood with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Keanu Reeves it was a big hit with Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. What happened is Ron Howard and I think it was uh, who was it? Um, Brian Howard, Grazer. Yeah, Brian Grazer. They basically took over the rights and yeah. they made a TV series out of it. Right. And I got I got to play. It was the um, the girlfriend's the girlfriend's boyfriend. Yeah. And then I got fired from it. I got yeah. fired from it. And then. You replaced me. Uh, I'm sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> Leonardo, <laughs> DiCap- Leonardo DiCaprio is in that. Yeah. We have this one scene where yeah. I'm sitting there and like I'm, you know, I'm having troubles with his sister, and he's sitting there, a little kid, like. What's up with that sound? Those are fucking construction workers. <laughs> is it? Oh How my god! I was that? like. Either that, that or the slowest love-making Don't fucking speak about me. <laughs> don't fucking talk about me. <laughs> okay, go on. But we have this scene, and, and if you look at it, he looks like just this little kid. Let and him I'm in like, yeah. I look like I'm uh, my, like a, myself. Now. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's such a funny juxtaposition. Yeah, so Leo played... Who played you, Who played the girl? The, your girlfriend in it? I forgot oh, her I name, forgot dude. Her name she was too. always... She was hot, right? Yeah, she was huge. She and was she didn't get fired. So you got to bang uh, no. my chick from the show. Howard, <laughs> Howard, Scott, what do you think? Crazy huh? Hollywood land. I can't hear you. What are you saying, dude? Sound, sounds like David. <laughs> <laughs> Plead the fifth. Yeah. yeah. So Leo. So it was a. It was a show. It was. It, how long did it last? Uh, we did a season of that. A season. One season. So it lasted yeah, a season. So, and Ed Begley Jr. was in it. Yeah, he was great. He's a great guy. Fuck, he's such a good actor. Yeah, he's okay, been like so, ahead of the yeah. curve with the whole environment. Yeah. He was forever. Like, he was riding bikes back then just to get to work. and You know, he's yeah. an amazing guy. So, he's so, a friend of my dad's. Yeah. Oh, really? Ed, Ed Begley? Yeah, yeah. They all did uh, improvisation together with somebody called, uh, a guy named Paul Sills. He was one of the... His mother was Viola Spolin, who like did all the the, the uh, theater games. Like, pretty okay. much came up with concepts of of this whole sort of world. And and Paul Sills had something to do with uh, Second City. Mm-hmm. He was one of the starters in that. And and then he came out here and he started a group called Sills and Company. Mm. So they had a group of all these Im- improvisers and they did it on Heliotrope and Melrose. And it was pretty awesome because as a kid, I'd just go there and watch them mm. improvise. Mm. You can catch the Polly Shore podcast show for yourself at its home site at Podcast One or at any of the other usual podcast outlets in your internet neighborhood. In my reviews, I also tossed out mentions for a couple of other shows I was listening to last week. Willosophy with Australian comedian Will Anderson, who I think is one of the funniest guys around, although Willosophy is more of a straight-up interview show. And I also listened to Epi 169 of Girl on Guy with Aisha Tyler, where her guest is Maximum Fun's Jesse Thorne, the host of NPR's Bullseye. We recently featured a clip from the Big Cat Show with our old pal Lionheart, and I don't like to repeat shows in quick succession, because there's a lot of podcasts to get to, but all right, all right, except for the Chill Pack Hollywood Hour, but that's a special case, and they also didn't mention us this week, so I'm not playing a clip from them because they didn't mention us. Uh, But Lion does his show live on Thursday nights every week, and he recently got a surprise caller. Hey, caller, are you there? Hello, are you there, sir? Hello. Chigar, are you still there? <laughs> what is still happening? There, I don't know. This, another caller called in, and I tried to add into the call, but they're just not saying anything, what, I guess. What's that Brock Lesnar? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Brock Lesnar called in just now. <laughs> oh, oh, caller, are you there? You probably can't figure it out. <laughs> caller. Hello? Who's this? Is this the Big Cat Show? Yes, who's this? Am I on the radio right now? Uh, it depends. Do you want? Are you? Do you want to talk wrestling with Shigar? <laughs> You're on satellite. <laughs> I'm on satellite. What's your name, sir? What? Uh, what is this show about? Well, right now, we're talking about the Royal Rumble. Are you a huge wrestling fan or just a really big wrestling fan? Uh, I'm. Uh, I used to be one as a as a teenager, but I'm not as much now. Well, that's awesome. 
Uh, yeah. That's pretty much most people's lives, I think. Most people give up on wrestling in a while. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Hannibal Barris from television. Oh, hey, what's oh, going hey, on, Hannibal? How's it going, yo? I love you in Broad City. Thank you. I love you on the th- clip that my friend showed me on the Eric Andre show today. I, I, admittedly, I've never seen an episode of that show, but he's a huge fan. Oh, that's cool. It was a Morpheus rap that just fucking... I was laughing. I was a client in my office. <laughs> an elderly Japanese man. And I was just laughing my ass off. At what was the line? It was Morpheus Walrus. <laughs> Morpheus Walrus. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it was the best freestyle I'd ever heard. Um, so, so oh, what's going on? Man. Yeah, it's a tiny moment in my career. It should be. It should be. Uh, so what's going on with you? Why are you calling me right now? Not that I don't want you I'm to. I'm on Twitter. I'm bored on Twitter. It's... Uh, I, uh, I'm just chilling. I'm all, right. all set for a movie, and oh, what are you shooting? I haven't, uh, I haven't done anything for like three or four hours. So I was saying, why don't I just call? That makes sense to me. I mean, I don't understand yeah. why more people don't just call from movie sets. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes yeah. it makes perfect sense. More people should uh, do that. What are you shooting? Can you say or is it's it movie s- called Daddy's Home? It's called Daddy's Home with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Oh, that sounds shit. good. I do a pretty sweet Mark Wahlberg impression. But it's very racist because it. it doesn't like Asians. <laughs> That's just me. Let's hear it. <laughs> Dude, you better get these gooks out of here. <laughs> Is that what he sounds like in real life? It, it's more high pitched though, because he, no. he ends everything uh, with a high pitched right. sound. Dude, why do you get these Something fucking like gooks that. out of Something here? Like that, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I just heard he was racist against Asians, but that's just what the internet tells me. Oh no! I mean, do you know? Are there any Asians around? What? You should start bringing Asians around him and yeah. see if he gets mad at them. Oh, man. What? I'm just going to hang up on Shigard, by the way. I was on the phone with somebody else, but he does not matter anymore. <laughs> not at all. Uh, I'm just kidding. You all right, you guys. Loves Hannibal. Have a good one. Hey, thank you. Thank you for calling Hannibal. Um, You're awesome. Later. Thank you for uh, all your work with children and in the future with uh, all the other charities and, you're going to uh, be involved in. Thank you for giving Flex... A taste of his own medicine. That was awesome. <laughs> wow. Hi, How's it going? What happened there? I don't even know oh. what you're talking about. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Hannibal Burris just calling in. Lion, I think you could have parlayed that into a longer interview, though. Note to self, don't kick off an interview uh, by talking smack about the star of the movie your guest is appearing in. Just a thought. Now, you can call into uh, Lionheart Show yourself every Thursday night at 7 p.m. East Coast time through his home site, The Big Cat Show. Hello, friend. Bill Haywatt here with some excellent news for those of you caught in wintry climes this season. Henderson's Pants is proud to introduce their new Parker Pants. For years, people have been protecting their upper bodies with warm, puffy goodness, while their lower extremities had to make do with soggy jeans and steamy, sodden, thermal underwear. Uh, No more. Now, when it's time to go out into the frozen tundra that used to be your front yard, just toss on a pair of Henderson's parka pants with nothing more than briefs, boxers, or panties underneath. You're ready to shovel that driveway or make snow angels, keeping toasty warm all the while. Even if it's warm where you live, but you work in a freezing cold office, Parker Pants are perfect. That's because unlike your typical ski jacket, Parker Pants feature stylish outer material, ranging from combed cotton and linen to silk and polyester blends, so you can mix and match to go with your sport coats, suit jackets, or blouse. Originally designed for Admiral Perry, Sir Edmund Hillary, and Tenzig Norgay, Henderson's Parker Pants are just what you need when you're looking to put some heat in your seat. That's Henderson's, makers of fine pants since 1909, and now back to Succotash. All right, our associate producer Tyson Sainer grabbed a clip from the Artist's Alley podcast hosted by Merrill Barr. His guest in this slice from this past December is Troy Conrad, the brains behind the hilarious Set List show, which makes comedians invent material on the spot based on bizarre premises that he pops up on a screen on stage. Here, he reveals an upcoming twist to that simple premise.
Let me tie it into set list. For okay, a second. tie it in. Uh, with your slides, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had one that you were like, this is amazing, and then you threw it onto the show and you went, oh, I just fucked someone so hard? Well, it's, first of all, or that, could, that could happen at any time because there's no science to this exact, these words will work exactly with this person. So, no, I mean, I don't, I don't ever have the exact way you're putting it. Like, oh, no, I just fucked this person. No. But um, because I believe that comics, performers, artists of any kind, we are way more capable of doing grand things than we think we are. Mm-hmm. And, again, that probably comes back to belief in ourselves, right? But I'm, I'm talking just in terms of real talent that's been untapped. That's why when comics get on for a set list, a lot of times they go, oh, you know, I don't know. If I can do this and blah, blah, blah. I just had this great conversation with the Sklar brothers about this. They were, they were so doubtful of, uh, we don't think we can do this. We're not improv guys. I hear that all the time. And then I hear improv people say, oh, I, I'm, not as, I'm not good with uh, regular stand-up. Or whatever. Everyone has a reason why they think they can't do it because it's so challenging. But in the end, it comes down to getting up there, set, just saying, all right, I'm going to do it. Like Some people want to leave before they're set. But when they get up there, now they're committed so now they grow in ways that they haven't. So if somebody has a bit that they don't do well with, like a topic and that's hard for them, fine. Because everything that happens is perfect in this way. If, if something doesn't go perfectly, all it does is throw you off a little bit and you go, oh, man, how, how did that happen? And you might, after the show, you might break that down and go, you know what? I totally could have done this. Like you're building new pathways in the brain. Mm-hmm. Either way, some things are re- like are rewards. It's either diamonds or coal, but they're, they're well. Now, they're you, both and now gems. you've added. Are you still committed to on the next one that's coming up? It will. It will have happened by the time you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Are you still committed to doing it all rap? It's gonna be. It's gonna be a now a mostly musical set list. It's not gonna be all <laughs> rap, but it's gonna be. I'm gonna have a, a actual DJ there who, with hip hop <laughs> tracks. Uh, so it's going to be heavy. Is he going to be on stage? It's going to be heavy on hip hop. Yeah, he'll be up there. I mean, he'll be off to the side. So it's going to be heavy on hip hop, but it's going to be different types of music, and I'm not going to force it on everybody. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, every single bit has to be. But I will do a show where, like, the entire show is that, because I do like that idea. But right now, I want to make sure that the people who are available and want to do it, that well, I'm not forcing them on into. On the next one, I know Dave Anthony's on the next one. Yeah, Dave I Anthony badly want to see Dave. Mm. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, you know what? Oh, I'll be yeah. going. I have to he'll, buy my t- t- he'll do some. He'll, he'll rap. Dave Anthony. He'll, so he'll, he'll be great. And that's, so a, by the way, that's another thing is, do you think you can rap? No. Okay. I, <laughs> if you ask me that, I'd say, no, no, that's not my thing. But you know what? Uh, if I ask you, if you're, are you capable of rhyming a few things? Not you, that fast. <laughs> you probably are more than you think, right? Now, how many times have you been up in front of an audience rapping? Zero, Zero times, right. So most people would say that. Here's the thing. When you get up there and you're forced into it, and in this situation, I'm only talking about in a set list format where like, you didn't plan on it, you don't have a thing in your head. It's like you're thrown into this situation. Set list is all about being thrown into things that you're kind of, in a way, not responsible for. It's like, oh, my God, so they... They threw him under the bus. A, like, that's the position you want to be in because mm-hmm. you can lift the bus up, flip it over, <laughs> and become Superman. And that's what it's about. We gave, we gave a um, hip-hop song to a guy in Ireland named uh, – he's a quite famous comic there named Colin Murphy. Okay. And I'd say he's in his uh, 50s, um, <laughs> and he's never repped in his life. This guy, <laughs> Irish guy, lives in Ireland in his mid-50s. And it was the last topic of the whole festival there mm-hmm. in Galway. And we gave him, we threw a topic on and we put music. And he just yelled. He goes, no, stop the music. Stop the music. And I keep the music going. <laughs> I told the singer, keep it going. And so he was like, he's like, I'm not going to rap. And then we just kept it going. And the guy starts rhyming. And it was very rudimentary rhyming. And the <laughs> audience was on their feet like they just saw the greatest thing in the world and that gave this guy energy so then he keeps going and his rap is getting better and it was so amazing i'll never forget that now if i would have told that guy dude i'm gonna give you a rap song he'd be like i'm not even going on right there's no way but because he was thrown into it he had a really great experience with it and afterwards he said that was amazing 
Meryl Barr talks to artistic types about what makes creativity tick on every episode of Artists Alley, which can be found on its home site at at artistsalleypod.com. I got a note from a friend of Succotash, Nigel Boydell, who listeners may know from Uncle Arthur's Bollocks and the HMS Codcast podcast. He says, Hi, Mark. I've included a short clip from my latest venture. I've been recording a podcast with my co-host, Samantha Pett. The Kim Chi Chronicles is an intercontinental project. Sam is an English teacher in Ulsan, South Korea. You recently sent her a zipper pull, which is true. My free zipper pull costs about $7 to send to Korea. Nigel continues, We get together every couple of weeks to record a podcast over Skype. Because of the nine-hour time difference, Sam is usually recording in the early hours and is usually fairly, how shall I say, lubricated by the time the recording ends. Kimchi is a staple food in Korea, hence the title, and soju is a cheap alcoholic drink, hence the lubrication. We try to include much about Korean culture into the show, but what with Sam's, let's say, charming accent and potty mouth, the show has usually collapsed into hilarity by the time we reach our regular either-or segment, where Sam gives me two options, and I have to explain why I chose one over the other. It can be a riot, because almost everything this woman says makes me laugh. All right, thanks, Nigel. Let's give a listen now to a hunk of the Kimchi Chronicles, shall we? Angel wings or unicorn horn. Now, admin feels the need to give you a little bit more instruction here, because you've been quite naive recently. Okay. Oh, don't say Angel, angel wings means that you are your physical self with the wings of an angel, or but, but, but hang on, you hang are on. your physical. But what? Does, what don't interrupt. Advantage... Don't. Do oh, not interrupt. Really I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go on. You are either your physical self yeah. with the wings of an angel, okay. or your physical Cage. self with the horn of a unicorn. I've got the fucking horn of a bull elephant, love. I'm not talking about bull elephants. We're talking <laughs> about location <laughs> of... I've got a prick sticking out the top the... of my head. <laughs> 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 Carry, on. Carry on. No, it's a good in this. Is We're talking about uh, the horn of a unicorn, as it would be... If you were a unicorn, but you're not a unicorn, you're just this is yourself. Not, this is, actually, this is almost a moral dilemma. This is quite good. How, how much, how much, right, I've got the wings of an angel, but have they any significance? Yeah. Do they actually do anything, but, or are they just for decorative purposes? <laughs> well, Stop fucking laughing. You can fly I'm a little bit. sensible questions. <laughs> Yeah, you can fly up to heaven and stuff. You can oh, fly well, to heaven yeah, and back. Well, yes. Well, that's a bit of an advantage. Thank you for fucking confirming that. That they actually are these are these are these wings worth anything? Are they decorative? Well, you can actually fly up to heaven. <laughs> well, yeah. So they're not particularly decorative, are they? God Almighty! <laughs> what else do angels do with the wings? Right, no, I've got to answer this. I've got to answer this now, and this is going to fuck Ugh. my head up. Right, I've got now wings of an angel or a, prick, or a prick like a unicorn. No, a oh. horn. Not a fucking prick, no. A horn. <laughs> I actually, I have. A unicorn. Let's, let's carry on. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I don't know. Fucking stop getting me at you. I don't. I don't want to. It was the same with the first one. I have no then idea. Then you started talking I'm... dirty, and I ended up getting the fucking horn. It all went to shit, didn't it? Will you stop? When I were talking oh. about a literal horn this time, right? Talk about a literal horn. You got such a nice accent when you say literal horn. It's like fucking. I'm talking about a literal unicorn horn on the middle of your forehead. Right, right, okay. Not wherever you might think it might be placed. Okay, I'm on a roll. Shut the fuck up. I'm on a roll now. Right. Angel wings. Angel wings. The only advantage with angel wings is flight, flight to heaven, flight between um, transcendental planes, that kind of thing. So this is going to be a very, very short answer because it's very, very quick. A unicorn's on. Okay. 
you might want to fuck a bird and you go in for that final kiss, but you then you stick the unicorn straight through the front of her head, out the back. It's like a fucking... She's <laughs> dead. Brain damage. Shit. But occasionally you won't. So you've got this unicorn and everybody loves a unicorn. Everybody loves a unicorn, don't they? Everybody loves a unicorn. So basically, well, yeah, being a unicorn that's... guarantees mm. you a jump on Saturday night in a club if you pick out somebody who's too thick to notice that you've got angel wings. So you haven't got it. both. I've not got both. You're <laughs> to the fucking equation. No, you tart. I've not got both. Right, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here it's we go. a fucking either-or situation, you fucking idiot. That's the whole point of these things. It's either all right, all right, angel all right. wings all right, forget or... It. Forget it. Okay. Right, what's the advantage here? You tap up on it, because it's all about tapping up on the Saturday night. Life's about tapping up on a Saturday night. So you tapping up on Saturday night and you say, hi, babes, I've got wings like an angel. You know? Yeah. So he goes, yeah, okay. Then you tap up on Saturday night and say, hi, babes, I've got an own like an angel. <laughs> <laughs> the chances are you're going to get a blowjob at least. So it's got to be. A in the face is more likely. <laughs> So it's got, to, it's got to be an all-like-a-unicorn. <laughs> just to get a slap in the face. Okay. According to Nigel, the Kimchi Chronicles is available on iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, and at kimchi.podbean.com. They also have a website that contains links to Korean cooking, art, and culture. Now, without further ado, let's get our beaks wet with a segment that we like to call Who's in with Bill? We're at the wet bar, finally. God, it's been It's forever. been so long, Mark. So long. I, I just, I've, I've really missed you. How, how the hell are you, I've sir? been great. You're looking been great. great. I see you've I got just... your Monster Party t-shirt Yes, on. you know, I was a guest on Monster Party, the podcast. Really? Uh, and it was a great time. How'd great they time. treat you? Very nicely. Really? Very nicely. That's yeah, great. Yeah. What do they do on Monster Party? Mark? They uh, get drunk. You'd love this. Oh. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, Matt Weinhold and uh, yes, three other Matt. friends. Yes, that's very and, good. And uh, they, get, they get pretty toasted, uh-huh. and they argue about monster movies. Well, we're going to have... Toast here. Do they talk about Cash Flag? I don't think so. No. Cash Flag was a star of the incredibly strange creatures oh. that stopped living and became mixed up zombies. You know what? Then they they recently had a zombie episode, and they must yes. have talked about Cash. Cash Flag, flag is uh, he he. I I would, a reason I mentioned Cash Flag is uh, we're going to do. I I know Cash. Uh, I knew him. Sure. Uh, we I was when I was in Hollywood. Actually, I was in Oxnard. Okay. Yeah. And I was working at KOX. Okay. You remember that? We used to say, "You've got Cox on your radio." <laughs> I don't. Yes. I don't remember. I was, I'll take I your was word working for it. in Oxnard, oh, I... and 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 Cash Flag came over, and he said, "I'm going to take you to a groovy love-in." Wow. He was he was the sixties. Sure. And I said, Well, I've never been to a groovy love in before <laughs> and it was very groovy and they were drinking Groovy Love In Punch. Okay. And I have the recipe for you. Oh fantastic. What we're going groovy to do love-in. is we're going to make groovy love in punch, okay? And and we're gonna start excuse me, I have to get course, to the, the coldness yes. here. Oh good heavens. This uh, is fantastic. God, it's so good to be back here with you, Bill. I'm really delighted to have you here. I'll tell you something. I don't like being on the wagon. <laughs> I think being on the wagon is for pussies, man. I'll tell you well, that right now. I, I'm happier when I'm, when I'm drinking. I, I mean, other people may, aren't because I tend to embarrass myself. But I, you know, and that being said, we're going to make some Excellent. damn this groovy is, loving well, punch this is, here. This is so we're going to so start lovely. out with a bottle of Orange Crush. Oh, very nice. Very traditional. Yes. Not from a beer standpoint. Well, it's very good. They drink that a lot in Los Angeles. We're going to pour a little bit into this cup because we were dealing with very small amounts of ingredients here. All right, yeah. So we start there. Now, is the cup important to this particular recipe? Well, it's a it's a cup. You know, you're drinking. You're going to put this in a in a much larger container. Oh, okay. You'd put it in a cauldron. And then you drink it, but but we're going to just be the two of us. Okay. So we're going to just start here with a little uh, orange soda. Then we're going to get the mixing utensils here. Okay. And uh, first, so since it's punch and it's groovy, we're going to get 
some fruit juices. Okay. And we're going to we have uh, strawberry banana juice. Nice. Okay. We're going to pour in a little bit of the uh, strawberry oh, banana juice. This is actually juice. so far seeming quite healthy. It is quite healthy, yeah. Sometimes, right. uh, you know, in the past we've mixed some medicinal. Oh, we're drinks, going to get there, yes. Like a... Now we're going to get the Bacardi out. Oh, so we've got we go. the. Okay. Now, in the separate glass, because we're going to be stirring things, we don't want it to fizz all over. In the, in the glasses, we've got the Ooh. orange soda. Yes. And then into the mixed container, we've got banana. the strawberry banana mixie. And then we're going to put a jigger of Bacardi Superior Rum. Yes, okay. Here we go. I'd like to get a picture of your hands actually doing this. This is really? fantastic. Yeah, okay, well, we'll get there. I'm going to keep working, and you yeah, can and you just... look at my hands in action. And then, okay, so then we need a little bit of Cointreau. Yes, we're going to put in that's a little sort of, bit of uh, Cointreau. Right? Yes, it's very well, yes. It's orange, right? Yes, it's orange. It's got to be good for you. So... Yeah, get the nice. picture. Very good. So we're going to put that Cointreau in there. And uh, after the Cointreau... Oh, yes. <clears throat> and uh, the important important ingredient here... We, we've got to get a little half and half. And uh, just, just a splash okay. of the half and half. And put in that creamy goodness. Put a little this seems like something you'd want to have uh, to coat your stomach before you went out for a night on the town. <laughs> yes, that sounds good to me. And, of course, now for the, this subtlety, we need a little of eyedropper. Mm. Okay, got the, oh, yes. Can't really hear it, but we're going to get the vanilla extract oh, and a little bit, not a lot, mind you, just a little vanilla extract into the... Uh, let's see, put it. I can't really get that. All right. So, now we've got uh, the 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 uh, half and half and the jigger of rum and the shot of Cointreau and the vanilla extract. And, oh, it smells wonderful. Um, now, we're going to put this all together in the shaker mm, and okay. we're going to vigorously shake. Okay? Yes. That's... Oh, yes. Are you all right? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> I, I haven't started I think some tubes yet. came out on that, <laughs> on that one. Yes. Okay, so it's all there. And now, uh, oh, here's my fetid bar rag. Every bar needs a fetid bar rag. Yes, so now we're going to pour it in. And uh, here it is. Yes, there it is. Lovely. Lovely. And there's some for you. Really and there's some for me. Dangerous. It, is. Looks, it doesn't look dangerous. Okay, now here's the thing that they told me at the Groovy Love Inn. Mm. They said, I said, what's that stuff floating on top of it? It's some green stuff. And they said, oh, it's oregano. Oh. So, so I, 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 I'm, I, I said, nutmeg. Nutmeg, I'm nutmeg, sorry. Oregano. Nutmeg. They said, it's nutmeg. So we've got to get the nutmeg. And, and here's something that I stole from them. I've got this grinder called the Sweet mm Lean Grinder. Okay. And we're going to take a little of this nutmeg, and we're going to chop the nutmeg, and then we're going to put it in the Sweet and Lean Grinder. Oh, this is very nice. Wow, this, this is, is yeah, this nice. a civilized this, grinding sound. This uh, seems almost yes. holiday-oriented. Yeah, well, it's point. very festive. So we're just going to dance a little bit of the nutmeg on top oh. of the groovy lovey and punch. Oh, a little bit too much there. And now, here you are, Marcus, the groovy lovey and punch. punch. Cheers. To your health, sir. Mm. You're trying it, huh? Mm. It's not bad, is it? No, that's very good. It's very good, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. That seems very healthy. It is healthy, and ladies and gentlemen listening at home, it's a little bit of orange crush, and some half and half, a jigger of rum, mm -hmm. and a shot of Cointreau, and a little bit of vanilla extract, and you mix that all mm -hmm. up together, and then you stir the uh, the nutmeg, you just float the nutmeg on top of it, and mm -hmm. there you have it, groovy loving punch. punch. And it's great if you have uh, women around in bikinis, mm -hmm. Smoking uh, Virginia Slims mm -hmm. and, uh, and and wandering around in high heels, which is exactly <laughs> what was going on when Cash Flag and I went to the Groovy Love Inn. Wow. It's great stuff, It's, it's isn't as it? if you transported us back to there. Ah, oh, it's groovy. Mm. And the nutmeg, when it takes effect, I'm told Ooh. that this is what... Uh, what 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 yeah. jazz musicians it used to effect. do? It takes yes, that's right. What? Look at my hand, man. 
Am I talking or thinking? Am I thinking or talking? Oh, Am I talking, thinking, talking, thinking? Mmm. Groovy so there you love and punch. Fantastic. Yes. On this episode of Boozing with Bill. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bill. It's good to have you back. It's good to be back. Mm. Good to be anywhere. Mm. Mm. Boozing with Bill. Oh, man, that was good. It was like a 50-50 bar with a kick like a midget mule. The recipe for groovy love and punch is up now on the blog for this episode at our home site, SuckatashShow.com, the same place where you can find the link to our Suckatashery, where you can get some merch with our snappy new Suckatash logo on it. How about that? We recently featured a clip from Taco Tuesday with Podcast Dan and Adam Wolf, and normally we'd wait a while before going back to the same well, but these guys are savvy enough to try out our brand spanking new Hightail link for uploading clips directly to our show. So as a reward, here's another taste of Taco Tuesday. Well, what did you do this weekend, Adam? This weekend? I, I don't think you were at a comedy club. I'm no, I was not at a say. comedy club. Yeah, we had a... Uh... Uh, a date. I'm a parent. What am I, your man friend? I, I, I think so. I think you're... your lovely wife called me your man friend. <laughs> she said it was like uh, she said it was like meeting my girlfriend for the first time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? She I'm said, your mistress. Yeah, <laughs> your manstress. Uh, this is a heads up, but uh, we will celebrate our one year anniversary, Adam, in just a few weeks. And that is uh, the paper, paper anniversary. The paper so, anniversary. So uh, oh. money's made out of paper. If anybody wants to send us money, yeah, we will have a special anniversary show for you but uh yeah glory says it's been a year we've been working together here on this silly little podcast sounds about right yeah and uh she said it was the first time that she had met you and katie yeah that is correct yeah she was she was she had butterflies in her little tummy i think that's weird i know it's weird (laughs) ain't it (laughs) but we uh had some dinner we had a fun time delicious mexican food and then we aaron reginald haley and his lovely bride invited us out. Yeah. We, we're going to have to give her some code name or something. I don't know if she wants to be known in public under her nom, a nom de guerre or her real handle. Yeah, it's bad enough that people know she's married to Aaron. <laughs> yeah, she, does, she definitely doesn't want to. You know, yeah. you notice she wasn't sitting with us, right? She was sitting off on her own because I don't think she wanted to be associated with that clown. Yeah, yeah. But we, had a, we had a good time. We went to the Texas Stars hockey game go stars in uh cedar park the beautiful cedar park center it was nice yeah it was a very the it was the first time i've been there me too and uh i haven't watched hockey since the the great central texas stampede (laughs) was here and it's uh the central texas stampede was kind of like a an independent it was kind of like the arena football of hockey but uh, the Texas Stars are in the AHL, I think it is. AHL. And yeah. they are, it's kind of like the, the tri- is AAA the one right below Major League Baseball? I think so, yeah. And then kind of like the, uh, well, the NFL doesn't really have have that, but it's it's the, or the D-League in, uh, in the NBA. It's kind of the farm league. So it was uh, as close as you can get to going up to Dallas and watching uh, the NHL hockey. So yeah. it was a lot of fun. It was they a won. lot of fun. Very exciting. Oh, it was an exciting game to Only the end. Only one fight, sadly. <laughs> well, there were a couple of scuffles. Every yeah. time that somebody was hitting a puck, uh, it was it was almost a fight. But you're right. They they threw down the gloves uh, one, one good time. Yeah, yeah. And Dan's favorite part was the uh, the synchronized, synchronized skating. ice skating. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I said, oh, hey, she's hot. And I realized she's like 12 or something. It's like, oh, well, creepy well, you uncle. You Daniel Gallo. <laughs> yeah, our good friend Daniel Gallo. Yeah, yeah so uh, a lot of fun. Well, we weren't as... This This is exciting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> podcast is So here I got something for you. Here comes a few of our fans. Tell me if you can make it out. Hello. I'm not even sure if this number still works anymore, but I wanted to reach out to the ladies of Radio Tatas huh? and say hello and thank you for attending tonight's Texas Stars hockey game. <laughs> it was my pleasure to host you here in the big city. I'm sorry it was a little different than what you're used to in the sticks. In the sticks. But thank you so much for coming out. We had a great time. We love you. We hope you come back. And we're glad to host you and your cats in Matt Bearden memorabilia collection at any time. So thank you for coming and go stars. Go stars. More? No, that was it. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> see, I almost, I was, I was on a roll, man. I confused you. Yes. I didn't see. I didn't realize you were going to play him back right to back. Yeah. Day. But uh, Aaron kept saying, "We love you." Yeah. But I don't. I don't think his wife cares about us. I don't think <laughs> she's not a listener. Yeah. 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 yeah they're wishing us uh, uh, good luck and Godspeed, and thank you for coming to the hockey game. Yeah. That was very nice. It was nice of, of him. Of Aaron, although he tried to insult us. He did. He did insult uh, us. He called us. It does not cat hurt ladies. my feelings. Yeah. Well, he still got us into the show for free. Yeah. So. So we have to. <laughs> he calls what he wants. Yeah. I don't yeah. care. That was uh, that was a that was a good good event, and uh, we got to do something like that again. So there's the hockey chunk. Yeah. Add that to our testosterone injected evening. Well, that was the manliest thing we've talked about ever. I know. You know, we're a couple of geeks, a couple of pencil net geeks, go into a manly event like a hockey game. Uh, I just, you know, I, my man card. Yeah. I got a punch last night. Well, week. Aaron's a geek too. He tries to pretend oh, yeah. he's not, but yeah. yeah. Well, he, he was he was geeked out in all the all the cool stars gear. So I think uh, it wasn't his first game. Yeah. If you'd like to upload a three- to five-minute MP3 clip to us directly, just use this link, Hightail, that's H-I-G-H-T-A-I-L dot com, backslash U, the letter U, backslash Suckatash. And if you want to grab yourself a full helping of Taco Tuesday at their home site, go to tacotuesday.podbean.com. Tyson Sainer, our associate producer, has clipped us a sample of Making Ends Meet. It's a podcast where New Yorkers Max Ash and Tova Silberman talk to newbie comedians about their day jobs and how they can possibly afford to be a comic in one of the most expensive cities in the country. In this samplage, the pair is talking with Sharon Paul. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of like other weird jobs I've done you, via TaskRabbit. Can, I've done, oh, I've done plenty. Oh, I'll, yeah. Like yeah. I, I delivered cats recently. Like someone had left like her. Like you were, a, you were a midwife for cats. <laughs> oh no, not that kind of delivery. Like I picked up cats and took them to another location. Okay. Max, Max, by the way, with the puns, he messaged me. He asked what your name was. I said Sharon Paul, and he's like Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. Oh, I thought I get Ron yeah, Paul was, a lot. Ron Paul, yeah, that when when because I thought your name was Sharon Paul because that's the way uh, you read it. it I yeah. read it, yeah. uh, and Sharon's not like a very common name. True fact. So I thought like I, I immediately went to like Aaron Paul. I wonder how often she gets that. <laughs> so I'm assuming not very often. Yeah, not very often. I get I get Ron Paul a lot. Um, I also back in like high school, I would get. Sharana Paul. Remember Sean Paul used to say his name <laughs> weird. Paul. I love Sean Paul. Uh, I, work, I work at a music store and apparently he came in once and was so low key and like knew exactly what he wanted. He was like such a nice guy. He seems like a nice guy. Um, after my, uh, Speaking of high school, after my junior semi-formal, me and my friends were walking. It was on a boat. <laughs> me and my friends were walking <laughs> through Chelsea and we saw him like with his cousin eating at a diner. And we were all just like, hey, like super excited to see him. And he said hello and just was real chill about it. That, that's great. I love it when people are people. You know, Sean Paul's a good guy. He's a great man. Save the plugs for the end. (laughs) I would like to plug Sean Paul's new album. You guys do have an Amazon sponsorship going. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. You're making so much money. So much money. I quit Uh, my job and I'm doing this. If anyone made a podcast about this and interviewed me, just... The podcast. That's yeah. all the money. <laughs> Just from this. Oh, my Audible. God. Audible.com. Oh, I my love up. these TaskRabbit stories. Yeah. They're yeah. so yeah, great. You know what? I'm literally going to look through my TaskRabbit right now and look at former jobs because they're so funny to me. And I forget that I do super weird, fun stuff. And that it's not like a normal a normal average person isn't yeah, carrying cats. Isn't doing the... Yeah. Some, some yeah. Some like, woman, like, she was like, oh, go meet my... Oh, that was the thing. I went to this woman's house. It was this Brazilian woman who had the two cats... There was two really, like, sensitive cats. <laughs> Aren't all cats sensitive no, cats? No, but so this sensitive. one cat Always crying. found its way into her box spring, like, ripped a hole into it and just fixed itself and set up in its box spring and would not come out. Oh. So it took us... Remember, I get paid by the hour. TaskRabbit pays you by the hour to do whatever it is you're doing. So I got there. She couldn't get the cat out of the box spring. So she and I had to lift her bed prop her box spring up against the wall, cut it open (laughs) to get the cat out. And then it took us like another 45 minutes just to get the cat into the carrier. Oh my God. And I had to do this in Brooklyn. And then I still had to get the cats into a lift 
and take the cats into the city to How their did, owner. Wait, how did you convince this woman to cut open her mattress? That was her idea. Really? Because <laughs> I got there and she's like, do you think you can help me get the cat out from under my bed? It won't come out. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> and it was her idea to just slice it right open. What did you use to cut open She it? went and got like a knife from her kitchen and cut her <laughs> box spring open. That's so crazy. <laughs> It was fantastic. I was like, this lady can take all the time in the world. This is fine with me. <laughs> and then what ended up happening is I asked, I got like yellow rubber kitchen gloves to eventually grab the cat and put it into it. Because I was like, this cat, they're not paying me enough for <laughs> for me to get scratched up because this cat doesn't yeah. want to go. But it was, it was interesting. Nice lady. I do in, I do like cats a lot, but I was just like this is this was a, this definitely a yeah, you seem to be doing like anyone. a lot of cat things. Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. This is how I like I'm a crazy cat lady without owning any cats. I just watch other you people. You just get paid to be a yeah, crazy cat lady. People pay me to be a crazy cat lady for a handful of hours at a time. <laughs> well, you get out your cat jollies with other people's cats. I do. And <laughs> I definitely therefore do. you can come home to your own home and where you're just where by yourself. Animal free. Animal free, no dander. <laughs> exactly. There's Making Ends Meet. You can find it at their home site. They're also on iTunes and Stitcher and pretty much everywhere else that you can find fine podcasts being made daily. This next clip is from Tangentially Speaking, a podcast I'm not very familiar with, so let me read to you from the description on iTunes. Ever wanted to hang out with a famous comedian, dominatrix, health guru, author, or Italian prince? Well, you are listening to Succotash. I'm all those things, of course. Well, here's your chance. Tangentially speaking is dedicated to the idea that good conversation is organic, uncensored, revelatory, and free to go down unexpected paths. In this clip, Dr. Ryan is gabbing with Dan Peraro, the delightfully twisted artist behind the bizarro cartoons you see in the paper. It seems like a really tough gig. Well, it it is and it isn't. It's um, the... You know, the easy part is drawing a comic a day. Right. That's the easy part. Just drawing a comic a day. The hard Uh, part is writing a comic a day. uh, Yeah. So there's the, you know, drawing a comic might take me an hour or two, and then I can toddle off to my ballet lessons or my yachting class or whatever. But the rest of the, uh, but but, uh, writing a gag is what takes forever. Yeah. You know, you don't know. I mean, a I've I've uh, I started in 1985, so I've actually this is my in fact next month is my 30th anniversary. Wow, 365 days a year. So you've never had a respectable years. job? Oh, I have. Yeah. Oh, you have. Yeah. Okay. Now I was going to say I published over 10,000 comics, so that's 10,000 ideas. Yeah. And just coming up with an idea a day is hard enough usually, but then of course you'll have a divorce. <laughs> you know, or uh, your dog will die, or yeah. you get the flu, and you still have to come up with a, you know, a funny yeah. idea every day. And <laughs> yeah. that's when I, in those times of my life, is when I have really wished I'd been an accountant or something, right. where I was, you know, just doing a process that I could just do. You just phone it in. Yeah, but to be utterly miserable physically or emotionally, and have to sit down and come up with silly ideas for your goddamn cartoon strip. Yeah, you know, it's, that's yeah. the only times when it's really bad. Yeah, but the rest of the t- but I've, I've I've actually made it through oh two or three major life crises now, and uh, and never missed a deadline. So now I kind of don't worry as much about it. I just think oh I'll be fine. You know I I was we were talking before I turned on the mics about uh, how uh, Dave and I were talking about how I was going to do this with you, and I remember the the first thing that happened was somebody sent me. One of your uh, comics that was uh, the evolutionary thing, the fish coming out of the slime and then evolving into different mammals and eventually man. And the man is dumping trash back into the ocean that it came out of. And that was what inspired me to get in touch with you. I thought, that is a guy. I like the way this guy thinks. That's a really dark statement a lot of my cartoons are dark right so that's why i I wanted to ask you if life is dark can you be dark in your work i have in fact yeah um (laughs) yeah some of my some of my darkest cartoons have come out of divorce i think but but they're actually also funny i think divorce is it's an easier it's easier to make divorce funny because everybody's been through it and once it's over and gone and behind you you're okay again and then you can laugh about it you know so there's an audience for that but making the um the sort of 
arrogant destruction of the planet funny is maybe not as easy. So sometimes I don't worry about whether or not it's funny. I just want it to be clever and provocative and interesting. Right. And that's something that, I mean, off the, of course, editorial cartoonists do that all the time. But there's a, there's a very distinct division in newspapers. They want meaningful comics to be on the editorial page. And they want funny comics to be on the funny pages. So if they buy, and they don't buy me as an editorial cartoonist, they buy me as a, a just a humor cartoonist. Is that because of how you present yourself? Yeah, that's how it's so. I mean, it's, you know, 340 days out of the year, it's just meant to be something sort of strange or funny. And, and you know, depending on every, and every now and then I, I put darker messages in there just because it's what I'm thinking about. But um, people on the funny pages typically don't do that. A lot of cartoonists are afraid to do that because you can get into some hot water. If people start complaining, then editors are losing work time because of your damn cartoon that they could replace with something else that right. isn't controversial and no one's going to ever write to them about it and maybe they should just do that today. Mm. And you get the phone call. You know, right. So it's like you do run a certain risk. Um, but I still, I... I um, I've always been the kind of guy who wants to be proud of the work I did, regardless of how much money it made. Or, and I, you know, and I don't want to come off sounding like a saint because God knows I've spent a lot of years complaining about the fact that I haven't made that much money as a cartoonist. Whereas other guys who are doing completely, in my opinion, less interesting work are millionaires. You know, and like mm. there's just that whole thing where you. It's very easy to uh, compare upward instead of sideways or downward. Yeah, uh, and 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 then I always immediately tell myself because I don't want to give you the bad, the wrong opinion. I mean the wrong idea, but I I immediately tell myself that ninety nine percent of the people in the world have a less interesting, less lucrative job than I do. Right. So stop complaining, you fucking baby. Right. You know, and then I and then I think yes, you're right. That's you know I'm not Jim Davis. I didn't set out to write Garfield. And that's why I don't have $600 million in the bank. <laughs> Catch the tangent fresh from the tangentially speaking hopper at their home site, chrisryanphd.com. Uh, if you have trouble trying to figure out what these links are or writing them down or spelling them, you can always visit succotashshow.com and uh, we have Every clip that we have in the show is listed in the blog site, and there is a clickable link right in the title of each clip. So uh, you can do it that way, if you'd like. We've got our closing burst of Durst coming up, in which Will Durst goes after Brian Williams' conflationatory behavior pattern. But first, uh, in the first time, I can't remember how long, I actually had the presence of mind to scrape emails into the tweet sack... As they were coming in, rather than trying to remember what the hell I did with them when it was too late to matter. So, let's dive in, shall we? Here's a tweet from Nigel Boydell, who we heard from earlier this show, uh, when I played the Kim Chi Chronicles. He says, it arrived! Thanks, Mark! My zipper pull has found just the right zip! Glad that got over to the UK all right, Nigel. If you would like one of our Succotash zipper pulls, which is just a little quarter-sized disc with our logo on it, and a clip that clips onto a zipper, it's free! But I am altering our offer just a little bit. It's always been free since we've gotten these things made up. But because they have to be packaged up special now and we're covering the postage, all I'm asking is for you to get up to iTunes, give us a good rating and a short review, then send me your snail mail address. I will then pop a zipper pull in the mail to you and our business will be concluded. Fair enough? I hope so. I mentioned earlier that I also sent a zipper pull to Samantha Pett, Nigel's partner in podcasting. She in turn is sending me some Korean fire noodles to see if I can take the heat. I say bring it. I love spicy food. And I'll tell you what, when those fire noodles get here, I'll cook them up and record the fire noodle challenge and play it on my show. Mike and Tom Eat Snacks has nothing on this show. I'll tell you that right now. Got a nice thank you from last episode's guest, Brian Flaherty, from the new Hollywood podcast. That was a fun talk, especially for our first Succotash Chats show, as it were. Here's an email from Amelia Pozanza. Amelia Pozanza from Touchstone Publishers. She says, Hi, Mark. I just stumbled across your review of Greg Proops's podcast, The Smartest Man in the World. I wanted to let you know that he's coming out in his first book, with his first book this spring. He's not coming out. He's, he's, he's not coming out. He's a heterosexual man. Uh, the Smartest Book in the World, coming out on Touchstone Press, May 5th, 2015. Uh, I'd love to get you a review copy. What's the best address for you? 
All best, Amelia. Well, I let her know that I've known Proops for about 30 years now, and I still can't get the guy to sit down long enough to, for, to be on my show. If she can make that happen, I'll review his book. How about that? Now, here's a tweet from the Matt and Corey Talks Too Much podcast. Uh, it says, really early on, Succotash Show is one of the first to help put us out there. So thanks, RevT23 and Hershko. Well, RevT23, of course, is the Twitter handle for Tyson Saner, our associate producer. And at Hershko is my Twitter handle. Our friend John Dredge of the Nothing to Do With Anything show tweeted to us that his show has been nominated for the 10th annual Podcast Awards. Love it. How about us? Succotash get anything? Probably not. So we will vote for you, John Dredge. Comedian Kevin Bartini tweeted uh, at us via direct message asking, if you guys have guests on your podcast, I'd love to join you. Kevin's a comedian. He's also on staff for the new nightly show with Larry Wilmore, and he has his own podcast, the Movie Preview Review Podcast. So yeah, going to do that interview this next week, I think, and we'll bring it to you in an upcoming edition of Succotash Chats. Now it's time for our rundown of those folks who have been kind enough or willing enough to tweet, retweet, favorite, follow, DM, or otherwise mention at Succotash Show on Twitter in the past week or so. Pro Booth Cast, Paul Ryan, The Irish on Fire, Tom Rhodes, Alex Bones Jones, Story Breakers, Lloyd Hughes, Rapture Insurance, The Angry Chimp, Davian Dent, National Anthems DJ, Dave White, Illusionoid, 8675309, Storyworthy, Wrongfoot Podcast, Salty Language Podcast, Tangent Bound Network, Shit's Legit, Dave Nelson, Blue Valkyrie, Strange Times, The Angry Ginger, Corey Epps, Mongoloids, The Three Cuckoos Podcast, Jordan Brady, Ragna, Pretend Wizards, Dweezil the Dwarf, San Diego Sabrina, DAPF Pod Annalise, DAPF Pod Neil C, Monster Party, David uh, Radio Tatas, Eric of Foon, The Pod Mafia, Combat Radio, Gran Playa, Portland Timbros, Tiny Odd Conversations, Travis Clark, Alterna Podcast, Coma Pod, Fart Acevedo, Rob Parkin, Brandon Barrick, God Own People, Date Night, Schmuckman Zero, A Little Punch Drunk, Rambo, Brian, Kizwa Shepherd, Mimi Toll, this, uh, this Damn World. And yes, you guys are on our list to check out. So thanks for uh, tweeting that to us. A Man Deep Boatman, Dazed and Convicted, Super Meowie, Shiatsu Shiksa, Monica Homburg. There you go, Monica. You got a double plug in this time around. Sexy Kit Kat, Dylan Brody. Kelly Carlin, good luck with the show, Kelly. Ricardo Harvin, Matt, Angela Kuzian, Dalton Hinkle, Jen Power, Ajna Rodjan, Jog Road Productions, Radio Siri, Screams and Moans, Shaq Scott, Josh Pwill, Lisa, Jive Turkeys Podcast, Mui Thai Scholar, Julianne Moore Update, Pilot Waves, Franks, Sean Parker, Razzle, Snickers McTasty, Peter G, Master Bastard, Shady Wolf, The Sibling Rivalry, Musings of a Shibe, Roxy Rosen, The D-Head Factor, Dan Delgado, Sadie Morgan, The Realm, uh, oh, The Realm Network, Snackaroo, Wilbarrow Full of Dicks, Jeffrey Welchman, Hey Guys Comedy, Shrin666, and Polly Shore. Hey guys. Will Durst here with a few choice words concerning NBC News anchor Brian Williams misremembering about being shot down in a helicopter on a trip to Iraq when the facts seem to indicate that although he did fly in a helicopter, he was not shot down. Well, come on, the guy was close. Easy to see how this could happen. I mean, who hasn't fudged the particulars of an exciting incident to make oneself a more central character on television? in front of the entire nation. 
for 12 years. Hell, Ronald Reagan used to regale the press with exciting stories about when he was in the Navy, when what he really was talking about were the exciting times he had making a movie about being in the Navy. At least Brian Williams was referring to something that happened in real life, albeit to someone else. Besides, he's not alone in being unable to pin down the actual events. The flight engineer and the pilot of his Chinook differ in their recollections as well. So it seems misremembering might be contagious. This thing is more complicated than the assembly instructions to a combination wine rack bookcase on wheels. The problem is, Brian's job as a news guy sort of depends on credibility. I mean, what's going to happen if he has to report on a different RPG attack on a helicopter? Or a case of stolen honor? Might it not appear a tiny bit ironic on air? Be like Tiger Woods giving a speech on marital fidelity. Or Kim Kardashian tweeting about shameless hucksterism. Bill Cosby holding forth on family values. Tom Brady interviewing Lance Armstrong. To atone for his gaffe, William should go to Disneyland and contract the measles. Of course, he could always quit and move over to Fox News. He'd fit right in. For Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast, I'm Will Durst. And Durst can be found tweeting at Will Durst. You can also catch him he, uh, here with our Burst of Durst. And, of course, uh, at his um, at his own home site, willdurst.com. So easy. All right, friends, don't cry, but episode 103 of Suckatash has come to a close. You can choose to be sad or, on the flip side, choose to be happy because Epi 104 is that much closer. It'll be a Suckatash Chats edition, and our special guest will be Hal Lublin from the Thrilling Adventure Hour, back for his third annual visit with us. Until then, please take time out to like us on Facebook, rate and review us up on iTunes, heart us on SoundCloud, thumbs up us on Stitcher, buy our merch through the Suckatashery, click our donate button, and shop at Amazon by clicking on the banner at the top of the page on our home site, SuckatashShow.com. Or just remember to pass the Suckatash. You've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast with your host, Mark Hershon. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, and on SoundCloud. You can also hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at marc at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash hotline at our non-toll-free call number, 818-921-7212. Suckatash is produced and engineered with the kind assistance of Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, home of the hit. Our associate producer is Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott. Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Until next time, I am your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the succotage. Goodbye.